never say die. Forty going on fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forty Going On Fourteen. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we're talking about the 4th of July, so to get in the spirit of the holiday, by the end of this I will be half in the bag, and my dogs will be hiding under the couch. (laughs) And to get into it, I partied until my voice went away. Yeah, so just be prepared, I sound like Harvey Firestein. He sounds like this. Yeah, this is me. Yeah. So yeah, this week we're talking about uh, 4th of July, talking about parties, cookouts, Potentially almost blowing ourselves up, potentially almost blowing other people up, you know, that sort of thing. What do you mean, potentially? (laughs) How many fingers do you have? Allegedly. And we will be studiously avoiding any uh, discussion of what America means as a country. You know, like the 4th of July, the real meaning of the 4th of July. It means hot dogs. And apple pie. And explosions. And cake. And more explosions, and that and that put, uh, Jello with the three colors: the red, white, and blue Jello, and emergency room visits, and still explosions and fire. If you like explosions and avoiding serious subjects, you'll probably like the shows on Geek Life Radio, such as All Things Transformers, The History of Bad Ideas, HTML, All the Things, and of course, Geek Life Radio's own Rad Dad Radio Hour, The Smorgasbord. What if God was one of us? <laughs> Just a Joe like one of us. All right, this is taking a weird direction. Is that it? I'm, no. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> but it's, it's it. not that. It's <laughs> definitely not that. Yeah, I'll tell you that. It's it. What no. is it? <laughs> All right, so if you're looking for some more of this. You can find us on uh, all the regular places. We are on Blueberry, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts. Uh, We are on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcasts. And you can also connect with us by giving us a ring at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page and click contact contact us, contact the guys, whatever it says, you can find us on our Discord channel. Or if you go to uh, when you download our shows, the Discord link is in the show notes also. So join us on the Discord. We've been talking about, well, standardly, we talked about meat today. <laughs> talk about new movies coming up, talk about yeah. ideas for the shows and all sorts of stuff. So it's a good time. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. Do we have any voicemails? We do not. As this tradition. I actually looked, yes. It's a negative oh. ghostwriter. All right. In that case. It's about that time. It is. This week in music, movies, and TV. Interesting take, but I appreciate it. So this week we're going with July 4th, 1976, the 200th birthday of America, the bicentennial. Man, the explosion's going to get a lot of work this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So eleven days before me. Oh wow, that's true. Oh, oh it's yeah, B- this, this BJ. Weekend, yeah, before Josh. This weekend, getting it on. Come, come <laughs> oh. up. Josh will be made in eleven days. 
Uh, yeah. About that while we're doing the tweet. Yeah. Did, yeah. That that's not how pregnancy works. Yeah. Let's, no. let's move on. <laughs> so music. Speaking of Just, pregnancies, wait, how 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 does it work? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> when a man and a woman love each other very very much, Patrick. They sign a prenup. <laughs> You've slept with a lady. Right, sorry, Joel obviously never met both of my parents. <laughs> Reality is I did, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Speaking of uh, making love, the number one song in the land was Silly Love Songs by Wings, which uh, we've talked about on the show, I believe. I love that song. There's the cover version by the Red House Painters that you guys disdain. Did not love that song. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pay-the-rent song. I I prefer the cover version by Ewan McGregor. (laughs) I mean, I like that as as well. So, but anyway, on July 4th, many outdoor festivals and shows were held all over the United States as the country celebrated its bicentennial. Elton John performed for 62,000 at Schaefer Stadium in Massachusetts, while the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac played for 36,000 at Tampa Stadium. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top drew 35,000, how, 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 at Memphis <laughs> Memorial Stadium. And Elvis Presley performed to, for 12,000 and at the Mabe Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Maybe Center? Is that it? Maybe? I would, I would, I would guess maybe. Yeah. Mabe? Maybe? Mabe? Call it Maybe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, wonder who, I wonder who thought scheduling Elton John was a logical thing. Well, it's a money-making thing. We're celebrating America. Let's get that British guy. I knew all I had to do was the cadence and not any of the tune to Carly Rae Jepsen you. Yep. All right. Sad. So uh, Rufus Arthur Johnson, born July 5th, better known by his stage name Bizarre, is an American rapper known for his work with the Detroit-based hip-hop group D12. He started rapping when he was in fifth grade. His teacher thought he was talking to himself and began calling him Bizarre. She may not have been wrong. If you've ever heard D12 uh, and you've heard Bizarre's lyrics, yeah, he's a little weird. I don't know D12. I, I have their first two albums, and that uh, le- legitimately good. I mean, Eminem is uh, part of it. I mean, he's not the main focus, but he lets everybody else kind of have their time in the sun too, because it's a group. But uh, he adds to it, and it's it's a nice, it's nice. They rap about like a lot of nerdy shit, like horror movies and whatnot. So I dig it. It's good stuff. So Leanne Bingham Nash, born June 27th in New Braunfels, Texas, is an American singer and songwriter who is the lead vocalist for the pop band Sixpence None the Richer. Kiss me, Pat. Ah, there you go. Down by the bearded garden? Bearded barley? Whatever, I can't, yeah. I don't, I, 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 bearded I garden? I That's what Pat calls his... Never mind. Yeah, exactly. It. That's my special. No, no. There's this big, big Norseman guy standing there covered in flowers. Come <laughs> to the bearded garden. No, so when Pat's... Yes. What the hell does that mean? 
when pets. I mean, du- not the Donald Duck didn't mean anything, but what the hell does bearded barley mean? I don't know. That's just what they wrote down. Okay, well, I mean, I, neither I one of them makes more sense than the other. I, one of these days, you have to ask our co-friend. Co-friend is that a thing? Yeah, our co-friend? friend Jay. Where uh, when the karaoke song uh, video games first started coming out. He was over, and I wish we had cameras on our phones to catch him trying to do karaoke challenge to that song. He just discovered he all he discovered was that it wasn't paying attention to the words; it was just paying attention to the pitch. So he took the microphone. And he was going. <laughs> okay, yeah, I do wish we had a video of that. Now. Yeah, yeah, I would pay money for that. This was pre-camera phone, so unfortunately. <laughs> And Patrick, if you're Donald Duck in it, then it's, it's down by the... Remind me not to buy his chair. The down bearded, by the bearded garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, starting on July 2nd, after 12 years of self-imposed isolation and battle with mental illness, Brian Wilson was scheduled to finally be rejoining the Beach Boys. The band had refounded and led to stardom. He founded, pardon me. The tagline, Brian's Back, became a major promotional tool for the band's concert tours, as well as their upcoming album, 15 Big Ones. Wilson made regular concert appearances with his bandmates for the first time since December 1964, singing and alternating between bass guitar and piano. Brian's Back. In the sandbox. Back again. That would be such a strange song if that was about Brian Wilson. <laughs> Eminem and Brian Wilson do a cover song. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to yeah. movies. The number one movie in the land was the supernatural horror film The Omen, starring Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, Billy Whitelaw, and Harvey Spencer Stevens as Damien Thorne. Good, good movie. It's all for you, Damien. We haven't done that one yet, have we? Nope. Because they remade it back in 11, I think. Yep. With Lee Schreiber oh, no. and Julia Stiles. Yeah. It, it's it's a decent uh, it's a decent remake. I mean... Maybe the, we should do that one. Yeah. The original is kind of a classic now. Are you sure um, we didn't already do that one? Positive. No, 100%. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Other movies released this week included Sweet Revenge, Gus, The Outlaw Josie Wales, to Fly, Treasure of Matacumbe, and Cannonball. The prequel to Cannonball Run. That is not true. No, the sequel to Cannonball Run. Also not true. That No. That's not a, a thing. Spinoff of Cannonball Run. <laughs> the Outlaw Josie Wales. That's a good flick right there. Not the movie. sequel to Cannonball Run. Not the that's sequel true. to Cannonball Run. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I it, love the Outlaw Josie Wales. It's one of my top five westerns gus the sequel to breaking bad oh wait actually prequel i don't think you understand how that works the whole prequel sequel thing i think you're confused at the whole thing and sweet revenge has nothing to do with nerds oh there you go good job to fly the documentary about uh foo fighters (sighs) nothing about matacombe huh Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Norman Foster Heffer. Heffer? Hofer? Hoffer. Hoffer. Norman Foster Hoffer was an Hoffer. American actor. <laughs> He's a Foster Hoffer. 
Ah, Fosterhofer. It does sound like a German word when you put it together. The Norman Fosterhofer. Oh, he's an old Fosterhofer. He was an American actor, film director, and screenwriter. He directed many Charlie Chan and Mr. Moto films, as well as projects for Orson Welles and Walt Disney. As an actor, he was a leading man in early talkies, and he also appeared in Welles' final film, The Other Side of the Wind. He died on July 7th. And got his Hoffer fostered. And if you don't know about The Other Side of the Wind, there's a great documentary on Netflix about it. Uh, yeah, it was a, that, was a, that was a dumpster fire. Hmm. But once it was released, it got good reviews, so... I always thought Touch of Evil was mm-hmm. Wells' last film. Nope. He was doing this one uh, on his own dime and shot it over the course of like five years. Was running into problems getting financing and actors. And it's it's a whole big mess. The, the documentary is fascinating. All right. So, so, TV. The top shows in the land were Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. Off and pepper and pork for Freyford. <laughs> Foster Hoffer. Foster Hoffer. Born on July 9th, Frederick Aaron Savage is an American actor and television director known mainly for his role as Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years. Although he's also known for playing the grandson in The Princess Bride, Savage has starred in Crumbs, The Grinder, and Friends from College. In 1999, Savage began his directing career on a short-lived sitcom, Working, in which he also starred. Savage has dozens of directing credits, including Boy Meets World, Drake and Josh, Ned's Declassified, That's So Raven, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Modern Family, and Two Broke Girls. Savage directed and co-produced the Disney Channel original series, the acronym of the week, which is P-O-T-F. I'm sorry, guys. I take a look at this, and I can really only ever see one thing, and that's Poets of the Fall. Oh, I wanted a dick joke. I know, but I was like, I use that acronym like many. So I, I know this one. I use it all the time. It's definitely <laughs> Poets of the Fall. I was expecting like President of the Fuck or something. I don't know. I was literally trying to throw you a softball, you know, by throwing my, you know, the initial P in there. You know, I thought you were going to make a joke about my voice. But... Well, in in your, you know, in Josh's defense, that'd be like putting an acronym for me that was in excess. Right. So. Yeah. All right. So in, that is actually Phil of the Future. So many like net, uh, Nickelodeon shows there or Disney shows. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, he was nominated for a Director's Guild Award for the Phil episode, Not So Great Great Grandpa. Savage has served as a producer for several episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Friends with Benefits, Party Down, The Crazy One, and Happy Endings. In 2007, he made his feature film directing debut with the film Daddy Day Camp. Huh, that is a, a resume that is all over the place as far as quality of product. Right. I mean, even the TV shows, you've got Boy Meets World, but then you've got Two Broke Girls. And they didn't mention uh, his turn in uh, Deadpool 2, the PG-13 version. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't Yeah, in that was... top paragraph, so yeah, it didn't make Man, it. I am lucking out with TV this week, huh? Yeah, you are. The pay TV network Showtime makes its debut on this day, appearing only on an only on only on in Dublin, California cable system. Only on in uh, the network would expand nationally in 1978. How many people lived in Dublin, California, in 1976? I wish I knew. Nine. Yeah, 
<laughs> they just came by and put the movie in for you. I heard what you did, Pat. I didn't laugh, but I heard it. It was clever, but it wasn't funny. All right. So Brett Peter Tarrant McKenzie, that's a hell of a name, born June 29th, is a New Zealand comedian, actor, musician, and producer. He is best known for one half of the musical comedy duo Flight of the Concords. Yes. Along with Jermaine Clement. In the 2000s, the duo had an HBO series which aired for two seasons. Primarily a musician, Mackenzie has worked as a songwriter and music supervisor for film and television since 2010. He served as a music supervisor for the Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted, the former of which won an Academy Award for the song Man or Muppet, which is actually pretty damn funny. As an actor, he portrayed elves in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film trilogies. In the first, he remained an unnamed extra with fans naming him Figwet. He appears in The Hobbit as Linder, a minor character who originally appears in the book The Fellowship of the Ring. If you have not seen Flight of the Concords, you're missing out. I have I'm, not. Oh, you are missing out. I think you're probably the only one of us who hasn't seen any. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few episodes, not all of them, but yeah. Laura and I watched, uh, she's like, she because I, I love Jermaine Clement. He's my, my favorite of the uh, of all the Clements, <laughs> no of of the uh, what we do in what we do in the shadows crew, uh, and she's like, you need to watch it. So we we watched both seasons, and it's so good. Which one is he in Shadows? Uh, I don't remember what his name is of the character. Okay, but the one that wears the tuxedo with the ruffles. Isn't that him? No, no, that's a, that's the boss from uh, the IT crowd. Are we, if we're talking about the TV show, that's who that is. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh. Yeah, and Jermaine Clement, Clement was only in the movie. Oh, was, okay. He was yeah. a Vladis love. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the sexy vampire, right? Yeah, the yeah. one with the long hair and the, like, the soul patch. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing my dark bidding on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta rewatch Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit to look for him now. Right, but so. he's not. That's not him. Brett, Brett, Brett McKinsey is the other half of the Flight of the Concords. He wasn't in. Oh, okay. In the Shadows. Yeah, I'm a sucker for comedy that is also musical, and the songs are rock solid and they're funny. So I'm a fan. Mm. Too not... many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. But my, <laughs> my my favorite line that I've seen so far in that show is where he's talking about. He's like, "Oh, my dad was a big." Uh, a big, a big fan of women's rights. He's like your dad, not your mom. He's like, oh no, he'd never allow that. <laughs> and then this song, it's business time, where he's talking about making love, and he's wearing his business socks. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So, born July third, Andrea Barber, 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 Barber is an American actress known only for her role as Kimmy Gibbler on the Full House and Fuller House series. Yep, we did that show. Yes, we did. We talked about the Gibbler. That was a thing. Now on to sports. On July 2nd, at the Wimbledon Women's Tennis Finals, American Chris Evert beat Yvonne Goolagong Cowley of Australia 6-3-4-6-8-6 for her second of three career Wimbledon singles titles. The following day, at the Wimbledon Men's Tennis Finals, Sweden's Bjorn Borg beat Eli 
Nastase of Romania, 646297 for the first of five straight Wimbledon titles out of 11 career titles. Oof. And yeah, oh. Bjorn Borg was a beast. Yep. Excuse my alliteration, but. <laughs> and only in Australia you're going to have somebody named Ivan Gulagang Kali. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fun name. Gulagang. Randy Jones of the San Diego Padres led the majors with 174 innings after completing a 6-3 win over the Chicago Cubs on July 8th. The effort earned Jones' 16th victory, still the first half NL record, and almost assured him the start in the following week's All-Star game. Randy Jones. I don't know. Yeah, only in San Diego are you going to have someone named Randy Jones. Right? That's not true. Speaking of names... Oh, God. I don't know why I did this to myself when I can't speak. Mum... Mumpel... God. Sing it. Sing it. Mumpel-elelo. Pommy. Mumbangwa. That's about as good as it's going to get, I think. I, I think you're good. Yeah, keep rolling. Is there not a babwa in there? <laughs> <laughs> Using a walkie-talkie? Born, July, or born June 28th is a Zimbabwean cricket commentator and former cricketer. A right-arm fast bowler, he played 15 test matches and 29 one-day internationals for Zimbabwe between 1996 and 2002. After retiring, he took up work as a cricket commentator, and he has remained in that line of work since 2002. He holds the unique distinction of being the only batsman to have scored exactly the same amount of career runs in two formats, ODIs and tests, with 34 runs apiece. He is also known for his unbiased and insightful cricket commentary. That's how I know him. (laughs) And that is all for the tweet this week. Play us off, Keyboard Joel. So the 4th of July, we discovered it was most likely the only holiday that we had not covered yet. Outside Arbor Day, nobody wants that show. (laughs) No one's interested in that. We have a big int population. Yeah, but they never respond. Yeah. So yeah, so we're talking about the 4th of July. Uh, You know, what what did you do when you were kids? What did you do now? You know, who blew up? Did Uncle Frank blow himself up? You know... Where did the fireworks come from? Any crazy hold my beer and watch this stories Uncle from your family? Frank blew something. Now um, you made it. Now you made it weird. <sighs> but uh, yeah, so going back then, how did your family celebrate the Fourth of July when you were a kid? Uh well, you know, in in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, fireworks were legal, so our big thing we didn't go typically to go see fireworks shows. My mom always uh, would take my brother and I to the fireworks stands, which there were all over the place, and we'd you know pick out some things, and we'd go back, and when 4th of July night, we'd set up in front of the house, and she'd sit on the steps, and we'd put on a little fireworks show with the stuff we bought, and uh, thank God nobody ever blew up, but that was 4th of July growing up, was us lighting off fireworks in front of the house, which was fun. That's cool. Us being being in Illinois, unfortunately, we did not have the legality. 
Yeah, you can get explosives type thing. Never seems to stop anybody around here. No. That's all that's going on out there right now. It's just it's just in word, you know. Right. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember back when we used to live in Chicago, uh, the apartment building that was not that far away from the lake, really. It was just like the other side of the Kennedy Expressway from uh, from the lake. And we would go up on the roof. And you could see we would do that for the air show. We would do that for you know, any sort of stuff that they had going on over over at the lake. But you could see really well. Even back, you know, back then there weren't as many buildings as there are now, but we could see downtown and see the, uh, see the fireworks going off from the roof of the, uh, of the apartment building we lived in. So that was fun. I remember for many, many years, uh, we had a specific, uh, like order of tradition. We would go to see the parade at around noonish in Glen Ellen, where, uh, two of my aunts lived. And yeah, we'd do the parade and then head back to their place for cookout. And then we'd head home uh, near the time it got dark. And then we would drive uh, to uh, Harlem and Cermak, where Cermak Plaza was the best uh, parking lot to see the fireworks that were from uh, the Morton High School. Was that at the Beetle Needle? Yes. Okay. Uh, right there. Yeah. When, when that stack of cars was up on the spike, yeah. it was that parking lot. Cause if you went further over to uh, the mall, you were blocked by a lot of the buildings, but that oh, nice wide open parking lot in that shopping center. That's cool. Patrick, what about you in Texas? Do you have any craziness? My grandmother was born on July 4th. So every single year, we would get the family and pile into a vehicle, whatever the latest vehicle we had was, and drive up to Hannibal, Missouri, and spend three or four days. And that was our that was our family vacation almost every year. And we'd have one other one we'd go on, but that was one of them, up to Hannibal, Missouri. Ooh. So every 4th of July, I spent up in Hannibal, Missouri, watching the weakest little parades and weak little fireworks displays and everything. And for the longest time, I believed, because I didn't think my grandmother would lie to me, (laughs) I believed that all the fireworks were for her birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she used to tell me, you know, that she told all the grandkids that that's why Hannibal did all the celebrating was for her. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was my 4th of July for the vast majority of the 4th of July of my life. Uh, even when I went to college, I would frequently you know, either meet the family or meet my father in Hannibal. And then, you know, once I was in my you know, 30s, it just turned into me and my dad coming up there together one way or the other, meeting there or going up together, depending on where I lived. But yeah, probably 75% of the 4th of Julys in my life were spent in Hannibal, Missouri. Celebrating the explosions for your grandma's birthday. Yep. That's awesome. So when did you say you realized that that wasn't the case? Uh, about six months after she died. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember. I had to have been like, you know, 12, 13, 14 I'm sure. 
when I was a little kid, I, I mean, why wouldn't well, I right. do that? Yeah. You have no reason not to. Right. And I think at one point I finally put it together. I'm like, wait a minute. I never get to see a 4th of July celebration down here in Houston. I only see them up there. So that must be their 4th of July celebration. And, you know, then it kind of came crumbling down. <laughs> it's still funny. I can see him in the car on the way there. Wait a second. <laughs> that bitch is lying to me. <laughs> but you know what she did, though, ultimately, is that now whenever it's 4th of July and you see fireworks, you're always going to remember her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and her really... lies. <laughs> and her throne of lies. And how I will get even with her one day. I can make that happen, Pat. Remember, I'm omnipotent. <laughs> so, you know, we we moved from Chicago to Bolingbroke, and Bolingbroke had fireworks that were launched at Old Chicago Theme Park, which still existed back then, which was like an indoor Great America type of thing. So you walked in... And it, it, the whole place it was actually kind of cool. Because the whole place was done up like like 1920s Chicago with the gas lights and all that. But then when you got to the center, there was like roller coasters and carousels and all that. And they would fire off the fireworks from their parking lot. And we would go and park on the other side of the expressway off of 55. And you can see them perfectly from there. Wait, they were inside, though. How'd you see them? I had x-ray vision when I was a kid, Joel. I we'll wanted see. to tell you this the whole time, but unfortunately, I just left it. It was all the gaslighting. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> but so we would do that. And then we would, uh, you know, we go for ice cream, you know, just hit up the uh, ice cream shop. But I do remember one time, one of my neighbors, because we lived in condos that were like six, six condos with three, the three facing each other, the front doors facing each other. And our next door neighbor bought up a bunch of bottle rockets and Roman candles, and that sort of thing. We were, we were firing stuff off between the houses that night. And, I had a strip of firecrackers that I was throwing around and um, <clears throat> firing off the Roman candles and everything. And I, oh, the only thing I know from that night is one, the neighbor mooned my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that that happened. And after it was all, you know, the cops showed up, showed up and shut everything down. And they, we had a young couple that lived across from us and it was not all the apart- not all the condos had air conditioning, so windows were open, and they got romantic. Oh, with three and three facing each other. Whoopsie, little BJ. <laughs> so there was like two in the morning. Apparently, from I didn't know. I I, I was so young at the point. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what the no- those noises meant. Uh, but apparently, like, my dad went out on the back porch and was standing there, and the neighbors was, you know, like, everybody kind of came out and was just kind of like, huh, look at that. Happy Listen birthday, that. America. Yeah. And then finally, one of the neighbors, I think the guy's name was Ken. He's like, hey, Ken, you want me to come over there and help you finish? And then suddenly you heard this, Shkoom! the door, the glass door shut. But we were close neighbors. That was fun. Apparently. A little too close. Oh, yeah. It, it it got weird sometimes. Well, just a quick sidebar before we move on. Uh, if you guys were shooting off fireworks when you were kids, and this goes to any of you, did you guys ever either like like bury them into a hole to see if it would like blow up the hole, or did you ever like uh, attach them to action figures, things like that? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Th- this is going to like my fireworks experience. Like, went from, no, you guys can't have fireworks, to, okay, sparklers, to, 
sparklers and snakes to sparklers, snakes, and little firecrackers to keep us from picking up the shortwick ones all over the neighborhood and trying to blow those off. <laughs> yep. Uh, to very quickly, like, it, it just ramped up exponentially year after year until uh, by my senior year of high school, we were getting like $400 worth of fireworks, including Oof. a couple of mortar bombs, a bunch of M80s, like several gross of bottle rockets. 5,000 missile battery. Like it was, and I know I told you guys this in Chicago, there was a famous commercial for the loop. Where there's a big fat guy dancing. Yep. Oh yeah. And he went to jail for selling fireworks. And after he did, they still ran the commercial, but he was dancing to, I fought the law and the law won. (laughs) That dude was my source throughout high school. (laughs) Wow! Is this how you're going to tell us you're a narc? No, I was. I was a <laughs> and I'm a the big one that bummer. busted him. It's a big bummer, I, right? No shit. But yeah, he was like Italian guy from Melrose Park. I went to high school in Melrose Park. That was the thing. Is if you knew a guy who knew a guy, they'd introduce you, and he was the one who I bought that last big three hundred dollar lot of fireworks from. Josh ain't no rat. I know. You know, one of my favorites uh, of the the fireworks when I was a kid was the like the tanks and the boats that like had you know you'd light one end and they they were supposed to roll nine times out of ten they didn't but they would like shoot shit out of the front and then usually they'd catch on fire at the end. I don't know why I got such a kick out of that, but that was that was always one of my favorites of of those. The pagoda uh, is in that style, and I think was the biggest badass one. Yeah, because it uh, just starts out as a little disc, and by the end, it's this mm-hmm. pagoda that's on fire that's been spinning. My mom loved those. Those and the uh, uh, the flowers. Oh, oh yeah, the ones that you like. We would nail to a tree, and they they would spin those things. Well, they had ones that you put on the ground too that would go, and they'd like spin around and make like little flower oh, yeah. shapes, and they hopped around and stuff. Or the ones that look like little rockets you'd, that had the wings and they'd fly up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys, I don't know if anybody else, do you, does anybody here remember or, or went, ever went to wall camp when they were a kid? Mm-hmm. I know what it is, but I never. Yeah. Went. I almost burned down wall camp. Well, not specifically me. Me and me and several other friends almost burned down wall camp because we there was like a youth event back when we were in middle school. We ran off because somebody had fireworks and we set off one of those rocket things and went up, shot straight up. The hook made a right-hand turn in the air, I swear to God, and got stuck in a tree. And it was winter, so all the trees were dead. There were no leaves on it. We're just like we saw. <laughs> we're debating about whether or not we're going to climb the tree and try and put it out. We just so threw if, snow at it. If we're to the part of the show where it comes to stupid slash dangerous stuff we've done with fireworks, I'd like other people to go because I'm going to be going for a while once I start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and, <clears throat> and be the... The dissenting vote, not really dissenting, because I'm not against fireworks, but I've never been into them. I've never really cared for the whole spectacle. I've never really cared for blowing up things and blah, 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 and all that stuff as far as the fireworks go. Like, I feel if you're going to burn something or blow it up, do it to something. Don't just do it. Don't just blow up the air. Blow up something. 
We were born like what, thirty five years old, something like that. So you would probably uh, outgrew it as soon as you popped out. No, I just, I mean, even as a kid, like I'd be walking over the sparkler, and be like, okay, yep, I got it, sparkler done. Do we, were you holding the wrong end? <laughs> like it's so shiny, but it uh, yeah, doesn't do anything. I know because if you hold it by the right end, it's just so much fucking fun. I don't understand how I could not have gotten that right. That's what I'm saying. See, like I took the, the sparklers. You can, you can have literal, literal seconds of fun. And... See, but you got to do what I do. Like when I was a kid, I my, my grandpa used to smoke these cigars that came in these aluminum tubes. So I took a box, two, three sparklers, broke off all the magnesium off of it, jammed it into there. <laughs> <laughs> and I cut, and then I put a hole in the little screw cap on the cigar thing, and I stuck a firecracker in there with the fuse through, and I'm like, awesome, cool. So I lit it. And I'm standing there, and my brain goes. Put that down. <laughs> How are you still alive? <laughs> well, there's a large portion of the lawn that disappeared that day. <laughs> it was. I predict this will not be the last time Joel asks that question in the next ten minutes. Uh, Probably. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but before, I mean, did we we've got we went straight into the firework thing. Did we have anybody have like picnics or cookouts or that sort of thing? Aside from the one I already mentioned, no. Okay, Pat, you you just went and got disappointed by your lying grandmother. I mean, yeah, we would have cook- family cookouts and stuff. Yeah, every we year would. Too, so. Like I said, we would talk a little bit majority, earlier about the the tricolor jello and all that. Yeah, the majority of my family is from Hannibal, so okay, that's another reason why we would go up there. Just to, you know, it, would, it was just to you know spend time with the whole family for the Fourth of July. It was a tradition. Yeah, see everybody yeah. here. Yeah. See, you know what yeah. I miss? My, my grandma used to make this jello in a like a thirteen by nine pan. And made it like the American flag where, like, blueberries were the stars. And then the whipped cream with the stripes and all that. Man, nobody ever makes that. Probably because it's a huge pain in the ass and she would do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we never did. No, I mean, it, traditionally growing up, it was literally just my mom and my brother and I on 4th of July. And once I went to school with you guys, uh, you know, after that. I mean, yeah, I, it was never, never really a, that wasn't the family event. That was usually like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. Fourth of July was always a very small kind of thing. And like for me, the food thing was not a big deal because we weren't the ones cooking. Like we'd go and yeah, I would have hamburgers and hot dogs. And aside from that, it was the same spread that was laid out for every other holiday at that house, right? Or every funeral or every graduation. Mm-hmm. Like we all went to that house and there was always the same food, only this time there were hot dogs and hamburgers. Okay. Well, on to the explosions then. Okay. <laughs> it's so after in my, uh, arms race escalation when it came to fireworks not only was i getting more and uh more dangerous fireworks i was being more and more irresponsible pretty much at the same rate yeah and we started with blowing up toys we didn't care about anymore we had a partially broken mr t that got an m80 and he i i pity the fool he went up pretty good (laughs) um we found out what happens if you go to a garage window and take a firecracker and put Play-Doh over it and light the firecracker. The answer no is gra- directed charge, no more window. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think would happen? Yeah. Uh, we were pretty sure, but... Just to be certain, they had to practice. You know, 
You had to do it. But the dumbest thing started with some other kids who had M80s and threw them into an empty garbage can. Oh. It made a pretty Mm. satisfying boom. Guy blew the lid off. Big old metal garbage can. Then we kept deciding that we were going to put explosives into smaller and smaller containers. So it got down to a paint bucket. Well, like a pickle barrel, then a paint bucket. Lit on, of course. Uh, Then a coffee can. The game ended when I dropped an M80 into an aspirin thing and put the lid on and ran away like instant before the fucking thing went off. (laughs) I was like, for one, I almost lost both hands and two, you literally couldn't fit it in a smaller space. You're essentially making homemade grenades, but with slightly less shrapnel. And I don't know what compelled me, aside from we put the lid on everything else from the garbage can all the way down, to screw the cap on the fucking thing. You know, when you're young, you're not thinking about that, though. You know, you feel like you're invincible. So, yeah, I I could see that. Right. Well, I mean, and that that carried through until the... uh... Was it the Sports Illustrated shoe phone? I was going to say, I was pretty bad with fireworks, yeah, all the way up until through the college years. But then I stopped being able to afford them, and things changed. But, like, at the time, like, Fourth of July was a fairly big family holiday because it was the first holiday after you get out of school for summer. And then my brother's birthday is, like, a week later, and mine is a week after that. So it was this whole early July, beginning mid-summer vacation with all of these holidays. So as a kid, it was a pretty big deal. As an adult, well, we'll get there. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of any other times where, I mean, the the condo launching... You know, we we occasionally would get, like you said, sparklers and that sort of thing. We would go up to Wisconsin once in a while and go to Great America right before the 4th and then watch the fireworks there and then go back to the – we had a cabin up there and set up some fireworks. Like I said, that thing that you nailed to the tree because then we're in, you know, no man's land. But, uh, no, I think we're – I think we should move on to the now. Yeah, I mean, aside from, I'm thinking there were minor league dangerous things we did, like breaking the sticks off of bottle rockets or pointing Roman candles at people. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that that was about the extent of it for for me was, uh, you know, my brother uh, liked to, you know, they say point away. Uh, he, He meant like point away from him and point at whatever was closest. So... Yeah, bottle rockets, uh, uh, Roman candles. You learn how to dodge that shit after a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did have uh, a just like a black cat, that firework, um, not an actual cat, that um, came pretty close to blowing off uh, possibly something or at least damaging something. Yeah. Uh, because I remember, I remember having black fingers, but I'm not sure. 
exactly what happened there, but I, I vaguely remember that now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, as long as your hand isn't, you don't have like a closed fist, you're not going to do too much damage, to be honest. Right. And not like those. Lighting those and holding them and throwing them at the last second was kind of a rite of passage for dumb kids. Yep. Absolutely. And then at the end of the night, if you had like a whole shit ton of bottle rockets left or whatever, it was always like, well, how many of these can we tie together and light off at the same time? <laughs> and nine times out of 10, at least one of them was going to veer off in the wrong direction and you'd have to get the fuck out of the way quick. That was that was pretty commonplace. Yeah, you got to be pretty nimble when you're screwing around with fireworks. Yeah. Because they're not exactly uh, perfect instruments of um, something. Yeah, they're not precision. Like, you're yes. not going to aim and knock a bottle off a fence with one. You might go in the direction of the fence. You might go up on the roof and set the house on fire. Oh, I'm amazed I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's move on to the now and see what what happened with fireworks and explosions when we theoretically had more common sense. Well, I know, theoretically. <laughs> hey, welcome to the middle of the show. This week's Geek Life Radio Artist Song of the Week is Wesley and the Crushers with Typhurious. Here's a little sample, and the full song will play after the show. Said I'm your biggest fan. I handed them my phone so we could take a photograph. I thought I died and gone to heaven till I heard Shatner laugh. <laughs> Thanks. It's been real. But now hand me my 200 bucks. I felt my jaw drop open and said, excuse me, what the... I thought no way I'd got it. All right, we are back and we are going to talk about Fourth of July celebrations, cookouts, poorly chosen decisions with fireworks for the now. <laughs> Yep, that's still a thing. Yep. So has your celebration of the 4th of July changed at all? I mean, what do you guys do now? I guess I'll kick this off because in a lot of ways with the like crazy fireworks, hey, it's the start of birthday season. Like I, I was huge, maybe not the biggest of the four of us, but I was pretty pro 4th of July growing up. And I have backed to the car in reverse and hit the gas. I am not a fan anymore. And that comes with having like I still enjoy seeing fireworks and of course I always enjoy eating food cooked outside and it being summer's fine but you know now that I'm in my own house and I've got two little dogs they're terrified and traumatized every time a firework goes off and the last few years uh firework season starts in early June and stops in early September and then pops up for every major holiday in between those times like I've gotten to the point where it went from maybe my second favorite time of the year after Christmas to one of my least favorite times of the entire year. Wow. I agree. I have a dog that hates it. And I mean, even without the dog, I was never into, into the 4th of July, as I've mentioned before, you know, it's like yeah. when I didn't go to my grandmother's or whatever, I just basically stayed home. There were a couple times I'd go to like some other people's family events or whatever. And, you know, but it's just, it was, it's just never really been something I cared about celebrating. Well, when uh, the kids were younger, uh, you know, we'd go um, 
and celebrate, you know, like we'd go out and watch fireworks. And then as they started to get older, uh, I do remember one year we went out with a bunch of my friends that uh, lived in Kansas City that went to high school with and we're out in a big field and and that turned into a a fireworks fight between a couple of the guys, you know, in their early 30s shooting fireworks at each other. Um, but I'm I'm in the same camp as Josh. Like the 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 further time gets on, the less I appreciate or enjoy the holiday. Like I don't actively hate it, but in a house with three dogs, two of which hate the fireworks, my dog doesn't care. She could care less. Uh, but, you know, watching them cower in fear as it starts sometime in June and goes, like you said, through August. Uh, and then anymore, it's like, okay, well, we're going to go downtown. There's the parade, then there's the fireworks, and you get there at like one or two o'clock, and then you're sitting outside the whole day, and it's hot as hell. You're getting swamp ass, and <clears throat> you know, then when you get to the actual fireworks, it's 20 minutes of fireworks show. And then it's a half an hour just to get out of downtown to be able to get back onto the road to head home. And it just, it seems kind of, I don't know. I just, I don't. Stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it anymore. I, I, I've, I've always thought fireworks were just stupid. I mean, it's kind of cool to watch them and, and my kids still enjoy them. Like they still look forward to it, it's let me, a family let me ask thing. you a question. Have you ever gone back and watched any fireworks videos or looked at any fireworks pictures you've ever taken, ever? I mean, they pop up in the feed, but on purpose? No. Because yeah. if you watch fireworks videos, it's not the same. Yeah, exactly. What's, it's not the same. But I love all these people always recording it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to be watching that again. I, but, I mean, there's there's a certain enjoyment to the aspect of being with the family and spending the time together and in, in kind of a a spot where, you know, you're, you're eating food and you're hanging out and you're talking and, and there's not anything else you have to do, but I don't know. What about you, Mike? I like fireworks and I feel bad <laughs> about it now. No, no, that's <laughs> no, cool. I mean, we don't have, I mean, we don't have pets. I'm allergic to dogs. You know, the guinea pig barely reacts to anything. The chinchilla is, you know, is too uppity to actually deal with anything that us plebeians are doing. Um, it's a very, <laughs> very arrogant pet if you ever... Always looks like it's judging you. Um, out here, you know, like I said, we've we can walk to the to the river where they fire off the fireworks. They have live music. We do a cookout, walk down there, watch the fireworks, and walk home. It's maybe four blocks. The only place that we, I will never go back to is one when we first moved into town. Uh, we went to Batavia, Illinois, for fireworks, and the fireworks show was great. We parked in the high school parking lot. We drove, and but the problem was when we drove home. Um, rich white suburbanite women all jacked up on Chardonnay walking through the middle of the streets, like, like where there's cars trying to get through. And there's like a crowd of like a hundred people walking right up the middle of the street. And they got really rambunctious to the point where like we were driving and they're leaning in the window and telling Katie that their father's an asshole for trying to drive on the street. Like to the point where I, I don't even like going to Batavia anymore. So Batavia, you suck as a whole, all of you. Um, <clears throat> but now we have them like in Aurora and North Aurora pooled their money together for fireworks. And now uh, we can go out to Oberweiss, the Oberweiss ice cream shop by us, park right out there and we can see the fireworks going off and uh, get a good sight of them. And then we come home. There's been one time in the last few years, we, one of my neighbors <laughs> knocks on the door. He's like, Hey, look what I got. And he had like this, he must've spent $2,000 on fireworks. He just had a case. He had stuff left over 
afterwards because we just got we got tired of setting stuff off um you know we'll put the mortar in the middle of the street we're launching stuff off and that sort of thing fire you know the brick of bottle rockets and all that and that was fun um you know we normally do the cookout and go see the fireworks get some ice cream and go home and we have neighbors now in back of us that get some pretty hefty barrages and stuff and we'll sit in the backyard and watch their fireworks but I, I, you know, I've never had, ever since I left, you know, moved out of the house with my parents, I've never had a dog, never had a, an animal that would react in that way. So. Well, and I want to clarify that, like, when it comes to, okay, the fourth is this weekend. By the time the show goes up, the it'll be the fourth. But tomorrow's Friday night. And even though it's not the fourth, I get it. It's the Friday night of the fourth weekend. People are going to blow off a few fireworks. All day Saturday. Sure, Saturday is more comfortable than Sunday. I get it. There's going to be some, and of course, there's going to be a bunch on the 4th itself where we'll just hunker down, we'll eat our barbecue, do whatever. We'll, we'll get to that about the cooking because that's what the holiday, any summer holidays become about for me. But like, we'll we'll keep the dogs as calm as we can and we'll live through it. And I know, okay, the 5th, they've got a few left over. It's when it's like Tuesday the 6th at 3 in the morning and the fuckers are still blowing them off. Yeah. Now I have a problem. Yeah. That that I have I have an issue with that too. I mean, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, yeah, that's that in my mind is reasonable. After that, kids are in bed, people are going to sleep, you know, cut the shit out. And, and you go to the like neighborhood forum uh, forums, which you should probably never do anyway. But the pro fireworks people are such fucking jackasses on like next door and any of the like neighborhood message boards or Facebook groups. Uh, about, well, I'll just get a different pet or fuck you, I'll do what I want. It's like, okay, asshole, I'm not a narc, but this shit is illegal. And I know the cops don't prosecute it, but just because the cops aren't busting you doesn't mean you're not a cockhole for doing it Tuesday, several days after the holiday at three in the morning because America, you fuck. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that a lot of it is, it has nothing to do with, you know, America. It's more just. I like blowing shit up and being obnoxious. And it's like, I do what I want. The cops have decided they're not going to do anything about it, so you can't stop me. Nah, nah. Fuck those people. I say blow up their, na- their mailbox on August 4th. <laughs> At 2 in the morning? Get a different mailbox if you don't like America. One that doesn't blow up. No. No. I didn't I have to look into that. I'm celebrating August 4th. <laughs> no. Uh, I wrote in here, Boomland. You guys weren't with me on this one, but we went. This was the weekend that Will, Dennis, and I decided to join a bunch of his buddies and go down to Memphis for the uh, World Barbecue Championship. And we stopped just if you're heading towards towards Memphis, just over the Illinois land line, you start seeing these billboards that say, "You are now approaching Boomland." Boomland is around this corner. You have one mile till Boomland. And then, when, of course, if you drive past it, it's like, you just passed up Boomland. Turn around here to go back to Boomland. So we're like, we need to stop at Boomland. It's a gas station, diner, tchotchke shop, fireworks store. And it's huge. I mean, we're talking at least 500 yards of fireworks in this in this thing. Dennis bought a salted ham. Like I got a little, a little like hula guy or hula, a little hula girl statue that said uh, um, Maui on it because apparently this is like the clearinghouse place for all the all the souvenir stuff that doesn't get bought at all the other places. They apparently just all send it to Boomland. We had a ham sandwich. 
And they were walking around it discussing the concept of having a gas station fireworks store. And Dennis realizes after a while. It seems kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. It, it does, doesn't it? But he, he's looking around. He goes, do you notice something? And I'm like, what? What are you looking at? He goes, there is no sprinkler system. So I look up and literally there's no there's no piping. It's just like a big steel building, like, you know, like those prefab put up the put up the uh, walls and drop the roof on type buildings. And he's right. There's nothing in there. There's no no fire suppression whatsoever. But then Will's like, ah, but if you look, there is an exit door like every 10 feet along <laughs> along the wall. So it was like if this place goes up, water ain't going to stop it. And you you guys are on your own. Yeah. We're, that's the we're, exit strategy run yeah. run <laughs> get out but yeah it's it's just over in uh you know just on the off of 57 yeah just off of 57 when you cross over but got great ham sandwiches though, i'll tell you that boomland boomland we well the conversation was they should have had uh ash from evil dead as yes. a sponsor you have just entered boomland but josh tell us a little bit about your food your cookout food you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, since we started doing this podcast, like way back when we started talking about grilling and outdoor food, before that point, I couldn't really do a burger without it sticking to the grills. Uh, I couldn't do a chicken without it turning out raw. And in the past four or five years, I have gotten to the point where I'm regularly barbecuing briskets and ribs. I did a roast this week. Like that's one of my side hobbies that's not involved in like traditional nerd craft. And uh, any of the big summer holidays, especially any holiday where I can actually get out to the smoker and uh, have it function, I'll use as an excuse, but especially uh, your Memorial Day, your Labor Day, and your 4th of July. I'm going to be out there with something, uh, making barbecue uh, or grilling or both. Uh, this year I'm excited because uh, I'm going to do the kind of barbecue platter you'd get at a barbecue restaurant where there's going to be like smoked sausages and a half slab of ribs and cornbread and baked beans. And we might do one more side, but with something that, like you might order as the like big dinner meal at a barbecue place. That's, that's what I'm preparing for just me and Sarah this year. Nice. Mm. I like that. Sounds bake, good. I'll say the baked beans when they have the brisket mixed in with it. Oh, I, I love doing them th- uh, that way. Uh, for two of us, I'm just going to have to go with the canned stuff because <clears throat> a full pan and I'm not doing brisket. I'm doing ribs. With, okay. with, that doesn't have quite as much uh, drippings. We've, I've done a brisket for two. And it's uh, a lot of food, and I don't think we even got through. Well, we I think we might have gotten through eighty percent of it, but that was because her parents arrived like the week after I did it, and we finished off most of the rest of it. See, I love the the uh, the beans when they're super thick. Like I don't like the watery beans. I like them when they're super thick. Like you can stick your fork up in it, and mm-hmm. it'll stay upright. Uh, that happens in a smoker, like any of the liquid that's in there super concentrates because you keep them in there for a while, but you also get the smoky fat from the meat dripping directly onto them because they're always on the lowest rack. Mm-hmm. It's but go so ahead. Good. Yeah. No, I was just saying that's, that's, that's the best way to have it. And in Kansas City, uh, there was uh, two different places that I would go to on the regular that had pit beans like that. They were just so good. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll be over, uh, so let me know when things are getting close to being done. I'll head your way. I respect the KC style. Like my own style is a blend of KC and Memphis, mostly with a few Texas techniques for brisket. 
and I, I don't really do anything from Carolina style, but mostly Memphis with a, with a little bit of KC. Yeah, see, I like the the brown sugar molasses, of course, growing up on that. But then, and there's Gates and Sons in Kansas City, which is more of a spicy, thinner sauce. More, uh, like, is it the one that's like a vinegary type sauce? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. it's it's you know it's it's its own thing there. Uh, I don't know if it's more. I don't know if that's St. Louis or I don't know. St. Louis, it is. Uh, if from what I understand of Texas barbecue, it's mostly just brisket. And if there is a sauce, it tends to be uh, thin tomato based and spicy. Is that correct, Patrick? Patrick has completely lost his voice. <laughs> Patrick was muted. <laughs> was answering your question. Well, he was muted. So, um, yeah, that's correct. Okay. It's a short version. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I understood it to be. Um, that, that, that was kind of a transplant to Kansas city, that style, but yeah, traditionally it's, it's a sweeter, a sweeter, thicker sauce, which yeah, sweet and wet makes me happy, but we've delved into food. Uh, as we always do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, I noticed. You, oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was, well, the food thing is like, do you, is there any like weirdness type of thing like the family gatherings where somebody brings something strange every year, but you still dig it? My mother makes, uh, uh, an oyster casserole that she makes for a lot of different things, like different holidays, and sometimes she does make that for Fourth of July. But yeah, it's like a, it's it's like a stuffing with oysters in it. Is what it kind oyster of oyster casserole. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of inquisitive here. It's it's actually really good. Like people either love it or hate it. I think I'd try it. My if mom you makes like oysters. You'll probably like it. Yeah, my mom likes what's called we everyone just calls it the pink stuff. It's like it's a dessert thing, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a dessert. It's like cherries and walnuts and whipped cream and some other stuff to like thicken it up a little bit and puts it all together. And it's like this, uh, almost like a cherries Jubilee pudding. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't whipped pork and chicken. That's uncooked. <laughs> it's whipped pork fat. You know, the pink stuff. Ew. Mm. What are you saying? Joel? That's what they make chicken nuggets out of. Salmonella. Yeah. Uh, well, I noticed your, your question here about, do you buy fireworks? And I was trying to remember the last time, I I know at least once since the kids have been old enough to appreciate kind of fireworks that I've I've bought something more than just sparklers or you know the little snap pops which is kind of the staple of of growing up you know you like think it's cool because you got snap pops but I I can't say any time in the recent past really that I bought fireworks like like you know we were talking about kind of at the beginning of the section is that it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um, it doesn't seem quite as fun or cool as it used to, but uh, I mean, since you still kind of sounds like have the family thing going on and whatnot, I mean, do you buy fireworks at all? I mean, I know they're illegal in Illinois, but you can still get them pretty easy. I haven't, I haven't bought them, but we, when we went down to near St. Louis is where Susie's uncle lives and they usually have a big thing on a rotating basis with everybody else. And I know that somebody bought up a box of box of stuff for that night along with you know they have those you mentioned all the popper things where you throw them down they make the little snap things yeah you know they make bigger versions of that they no have, yeah they do where it's like it's like a half a firecracker's worth of grain in there <laughs> and when you throw it it goes it doesn't go you know, like that make that snap noise it goes boom and throw it and katie got in, in a little bit of trouble when like her cousin they were they had boxes of these things and they're throwing them around on like the the basketball court that they got out there. Boom, pow, boom, pow, that sort of thing. And it's not big, a big, but it's definitely bigger than the little snap ones. Right. And one of her cousins <laughs> threw one at her and hit her in the arm with it. 
and she turns and she goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> in front of the in front of the Baptist side of the family, <laughs> which went over well. And, and everyone, of course, I was sitting off to the side, and everyone looked at me because I'm the dad. And I looked looked at everyone, was going like, "Well, what was he thinking? He was, you know, he's throwing these fireworks at my daughter. What? I think she was completely legit in her response to that, you know." And everyone was kind of like, well, yeah, you you, know, you shouldn't be throwing fireworks and you shouldn't use languages like that. And I, I was just like, no, my, I told her later. I was like, my reaction would have been completely the same way. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's the first gut reaction you're going to have. Somebody's throwing shit at you like that. Yeah, especially stuff that explodes. But so now she's <laughs> got she's got a rep now. <laughs> <laughs> she's that kid. Yeah. Well, that was inevitable. But well, not that she's really a kid anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like the family tradition thing kind of went the way of the fireworks just because I, I know we were talk, talked a lot about the dogs, but like uh, one of our two just gets really scared and hides, but uh, Chewie goes fucking ballistic. Like he cannot control the shaking and the barking and the unpredictable behavior. So like I, I don't really want to have people over and we can't leave them to deal with that on their own. Like Leo would probably be okay. She's, she'd be afraid and I'd feel bad leaving her, but Chewie just cannot be left alone. Now, have either of you or any of you with dogs, I don't they make like the little jackets for them? Does for that sure. help at all? Do that do things? No. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it but... helps with the mildest of thunderstorms, but uh, bad thunderstorms and any fireworks, the, the goggles do nothing. Yeah, they have thunder shirts that that they're supposed to help with that, but I, I've never seen any much. real value. It's too much going on outside. They they think it's the end of the world. So mm -hmm. a, a thunder a thunder coat isn't going to help. Yeah, a thunder shirt or a Benadryl. Like you can give dogs a small, even a small dog, half a Benadryl. Uh, we tried giving more than half a Benadryl, but it didn't hurt him. But he was like really woozy, and I was just like, "Yeah, we're not doing that again." That mm. didn't seem safe. Like it either did nothing or it did too much. Yeah, there's a point where. You got to weigh, you know, the the safety or the uh, treatment of the, the the dog versus dealing with the the, the erratic behavior. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, I don't I don't have that same situation. I mean, the uh, Dexter, the oldest of the three, will go and and hide in a corner and just shake uncontrollably, whereas you know Bailey will be more likely to just kind of get scared. But, you know, it's like Lucy and thunderstorms. If if there's a thunderstorm outside, the louder and the crazier it is, the more likely she wants to go out and run around in it. Uh, and when there's fireworks, she's just sleeping. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she doesn't care at all. So I got, you know, two thirds of that problem. But how does Lucy handle it, Patrick? Oh, she doesn't like it at all. She shivers the entire time, tries to get under the blankets. I've, I've like gone into the bathroom and just you know shut all the doors and run all the vents and played music and tried to hold her and she still just shakes. She can't stop it. And it, it kind of takes the the fun out of it. You know, if it's a holiday you do enjoy, because uh, you know they're like they're like your kids, so it, it can be it can be problematic, which is kind of a shame because you know there is uh, there's some fun to be had. Uh, sometimes people take it a little too far, but yeah, this this year I have to go to work on the fourth, so I don't know how you know she's just gonna have to stay with my sister and my mom. Yeah, that'll be the one thing once I get out of education. If uh, Sarah's back in the office, that I, I won't care for. Now most places, uh, other than like poker rooms or retail, will let you off for that day, but like, like I don't know how I'd feel about both of us having to be at work and leaving the pets. 
Yeah. I probably have to burn a vacation day if I, I wasn't offered it off. I mean, that is one benefit. I got Monday off. So, yeah. Whoop, whoop. And the worst part about us nowadays, I'm like, yeah, day off. I get to sleep. <laughs> that is usually the first part of the day off. Yeah. Is uh, sleep it in because, you know, if you if you don't have a, a Patrick schedule, uh, th- those days are, are well appreciated mm. for sure. Well, I mean, do we want to cover anything else on here? I mean, have, has anybody almost blown themselves up in the now? I guess that might only be me in trying to put two shells in one mortar. <laughs> I think the closest thing that I've had to anything remotely like that is uh, when we go to the show here downtown, which is kind of the, the family tradition here in Rockford. There's a spot that we always meet uh, just behind the restaurant that my former sister-in-law's family owns. And we'll get, you know, pizza from there and we'll sit on the curb. We'll set up blankets and chairs and, you know, our cars will be right behind us and we'll sit there and watch the fireworks. We're, we're pretty close to where they shoot them off because they shoot them off of one of the bridges uh, about maybe two blocks from where we sit. And so when you're sitting that close to it, you tend to get some of the remnants of the fireworks falling on you. So you tend to leave with, you know, black soot. And sometimes I've been hit more than one occasion by larger chunks uh, of exploded fireworks. That happened when we went to go see Fallout Boy for the finale. They launched fireworks off uh, in uh, Wrigley Park or Wrigley Field. And we were out on the park. We were like right on the grass. And I'm glad we got earplugs, one for the music and two for the booms that I did not know were going to be going (laughs) off literally 20 feet above my head. So, yeah, we got hit with shrapnel and everything. So, yeah, so I suppose we could do a thumbs up, thumbs down, but I'm guessing where that's going to land, depending on what we're talking about. (laughs) Just Fourth of July as a whole, I guess. I mean, it's I mean, we don't know how to do that, but I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's always a good reason to get together with family who you know, cooking for us is a competition. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the food and the fireworks and the getting together for those of us when that was a thing, or if that's still a thing, that's always the point. Like, I don't think any of the four of us or any of the like dress up as uncle Sam, wave the flag. And, I'm proud to be an American. Like we're, we're not those people. I don't know. Maybe well, around like November, I'll do that. But I mean, for fun. I kind of dig being an American, but I don't own a hat. <laughs> I, I mean, definitely as a kid, it was a, it was a bigger deal. And now, uh, primarily, I, I mean, I still appreciate that my kids look to it as a family event, a family tradition. And I can appreciate that and I enjoy that aspect of it. But once they're grown and out of the house until they have kids of their own, potentially, and things start up again, uh, I could, the holiday could fuck off. Mm-hmm. At least for a while. All right, so Joel, what do we have coming up next? Uh, well, next week uh, or soon, or the week after, we're going to be uh, talking to animals with uh, Dr. Doolittle. Um, we're going to be revisiting a topic we had talked about before in the uh, the oncoming new Jurassic Park film or Jurassic World. We're going to be talking about Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World versus Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Nice. All right. Dinosaurs. If, if you have your thoughts about uh, your traditions for the 4th of July, what you used to do, what you do now, or uh, we have a significant international community, like uh, other countries in the world, like your local, whatever the equivalent is, your Independence Day, your national holidays. Well, let us know what your celebrations are like. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah. I mean, today's Canada Day, so... 
Leafs, tell us what you're doing. Hey, hey. Um, just wanted to point this out. There's going to be a we've, we've got Doctor Doolittle and Doolittle coming up. Doolittle is an hour and forty one minutes long. Doctor Doolittle, two and a half hours. It's going to be another Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If you're looking for more of our stuff, He's obviously not doing a little. There you go. When's your voice going to totally go out? I'll go back into hiding. (laughs) No, if you're looking for more of this stuff, we are on Blueberry, Stitcher, Podchaser. We are on Apple and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Amazon Podcasts all over the place. If you can't find us, you're not trying hard enough because it ain't that tough. But uh, we will be back with more movies and chat and reviews and looking back to kid stuff and all that. And thanks for listening. And I'm like, the only thing I'm allergic to is penicillin. She's like, nah. Haha, <laughs> got you. Yep. Sorry. I you got excited. You made me pee a little. Patrick's in pain. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. Wait a minute, is Joel the universe? That would really screw up things, wouldn't it? It would explain a few things. <laughs> Mike's suddenly like, shit. Yeah. It would explain 2020 and 2021. And... The world doesn't, the universe doesn't end with a bang, but a, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but a, meh. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Call me Galactus. If you guys want to destroy the world, you know, whatever. I wouldn't do it, but you know, if you guys want to. Today I'm headed to San Diego Comic Con I grab my old lightsaber, put my Star Trek t-shirt on And as I drove I found I was so filled with joy That pretty soon I'd meet Will Shatner and Leonard Nimoy When I got there I jumped into a barely moving line Folks around me spoke Klingon, but I really didn't mind. I stood for hours in boiling heat, but didn't give up, cause soon I'd meet my childhood heroes, James T. Kirk and Spock. My moment was at hand I hugged both Shatner and Nimoy Said I'm your biggest fan I handed them my phone So we could take a photograph I thought I'd died and gone to heaven Till I heard Shatner laugh <laughs> Thanks, it's been real But now hand me my 200 bucks I felt my jaw drop open and said, excuse me, what the I thought, no way I've got to go, cause I don't have that kind of dough. So I just grabbed my phone and I ran off. Quick, Spock, after him. Oh. He's got my money. Bill, I... <laughs>
sexy faces for kill very well. As I ran, I heard Bill yell, when I catch you, you'll be dead. I must admit I didn't feel great about the fact my shirt was red. But still I ran and searched for a safe place to hide. Just when I thought I'd lost him, then he grabbed me from behind. Captain, this may not be the best course of action. Spock, it's money. Three hours later, I woke up confused and sore as hell. My Star Trek shirt was ripped in half. My phone was gone as well. I learned my lesson on that day. If you meet gender, you must pay. Whether it's in cash or with your blood. 